This is a HeadGum Podcast. Stream. That wasn't good. That it wasn't was perfect. Good. It was amazing. Lauren and I, ooh baby, we are so excited to share that our newcomer season six finale will be a live stream event. We finally figured out what it was and we're celebrating our journey through Gotham City on Thursday, March 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Join us and very special guests Taryn Killam and Bobby Moynihan for a fun and unforgettable Batman-themed improv show you won't want to miss. Get your tickets now at moment.co slash newcomers. That's moment.co slash newcomers. And it'll be available for seven days following the live stream. So if you can't watch it live, get your tickets anyway and watch it on your own time. We'll see you there. Yeah. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to another episode of Newcomers! I'm Nicole Byer. And I'm Lauren Lapkus. And today we decided to do a little bit more fan fiction! Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, so for if you're just tuning in for the first time, you missed a lot, but we've never seen Star Wars. We're watching it for the first time. We did a previous episode where we recorded our own fan fiction. And uh, we wrote our own fan fiction. And it's it was crazy. It was wild. We had Madeline Walter on. She wrote a beautiful piece that um, made us look like animals. And I'm so excited because our guest today is one of, I think I can safely say it's one of our favorite people, oh! Betsy Sidaro. Thank you so much for having you. You guys are like two of my favorite people. Oh, my God. This is just the best. This is just the best. <laughs> It's the nicest Zoom call I've ever been on. I'm looking at two people I like so much. Yeah, <laughs> big too. time. Oh, I miss outside. I miss the world a little bit, yeah. Um, Betsy, what is your connection with Star Wars and what's like your history with the franchise? So I was never really into it until seventh grade. I had a crush on a dude who was super into Star Wars. And I remember like going home to my parents one weekend, be like, we got to rent all three of the Star Wars movies. And they're like, why? And I was just like, I just, I just, I want to watch them. And cause and it was from so out of the blue. And so I remember like watching and trying to remember like stuff from them. And the whole time just being like, Oh, these are okay. Mm-hmm. They're kind of boring. But then just being like, Nope, this is awesome. Uh, my dude likes them. So I'm going to keep just trying to get into them. Uh, and that's kind of it. And I've always enjoyed them, but now it feels like, uh, there's too much Star Wars stuff that I'm burnt out. Mm-hmm. We would agree. There's so much. Oh. We've seen, I think, 10 movies and, a lot doesn't make sense. Well, you know what was so funny? Mm-hmm. Last night when I was writing my fan fiction, Mike was like, he put on The Last Jedi to like get me in the mood of writing it. And I got so <laughs> mad. I was like, turn it off. I can't. Like, I feel like a little kid. I was like, I can't think. Like, turn it off. Like, it was like, I even, no matter how much I have found things to like, it's still like, this isn't what I want to hear in the background right yeah. now. Like, it's not. I will say I enjoy them when I'm uh, travel like flying on long flights because they're very easy to fall asleep to. Oh. Like on a plane, just plug it in and you're like, cool, oh, I got like wow, a three hour yes. movie. That's such a good idea. I'll just pass out during it. <laughs> so I highly recommend that. That's a good plan. <laughs> I actually watched a clip, not to get in the mood of writing, but I was like, I don't, who are these people again? So I watched a clip to inspire the writing. Yeah, I did Google the characters and kind of get a couple refreshers. Oh, nice. I picked one character I remember and just stuck with it. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) 
I watched the iconic scene of Kylo Ren and his wide body talking to Rey. Oh, yeah. Nice. That comes into play in mine a little bit. Who does <laughs> it? My, yeah. We might have a lot of crossover there. Um, I have to say, in our Hoth Goss segment, which is where we bring up anything we've seen online that's uh, interesting related to Star Wars, someone tagged us in a picture of, um, it's like a, fa- a fake family photo of Luke... Or no, uh, Leia, Han, Han, and Kylo Ren, all the actors as like 30-year-olds and a child. So it would look like a family photo. So like when Adam Driver mm-hmm. was a kid, he's in the picture with uh, Leia and Han as like 30-year-olds. Whoa! And it's really funny looking, like picturing <laughs> them as his parents. And it was funny. I still maintain that Adam Driver is not their child, that the casting is wildly wrong. I don't think he looks like them. I think he yeah, kind of an interesting choice. I think he kind of looks like a stretched out Harrison Ford. Mm. Yeah, you know, like his head has been kind of pulled up and down, stretched out Harrison Ford a little I bit. I did see that, but I th- I feel like then the wife, whoever was the mom, would need to be like a taller person to make it make mm-hmm. sense somehow. True. Also, I learned this week that Star Wars does not happen in the future. It happens in the past. <laughs> that was one of the wildest realizations. And like people on Twitter, I feel like were upset with us on that one and going crazy in the comments on that. Like, how do you not know mm-hmm. or something? But it was like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I've watched as many of these movies as anyone. I did not know that. No, I thought it was the future. We're flying in space. Uh, there's technology we don't have today. Yeah. So I was like, oh, definitely the future. <laughs> And then someone literally just screenshot that beginning thing that's like in a galaxy far, far away in a time long ago. And I was like, it broke my brain. I (laughs) almost started (laughs) crying. I was like, when will I ever understand anything that's happening in these movies? Never. I I mean, we've we've like been talking about them in depth and we never got to the the fact that they're in the past. I'm like, I I don't know. And that is like the first thing you see. Is like where yeah. and when it takes place, far away and long ago. Yeah. But I think what happens is I see that, but then I'm like, uh-oh, I have to like gear up and start reading because that crawl's going to start. <laughs> and I I got to make sure I get all those words that don't ever make sense. Yeah, yeah. I read them out loud and I'm still like, what? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's just kind of like, I don't, the who's fighting what? Because then that's not even part of the movie you really see you're just like oh this is kind of yes what what's happening yeah it's very confusing yeah it's almost as if like you go to a restaurant and before you get your meal you get a tour (laughs) of the kitchen where they're making another table's meal (laughs) and they describe it in depth and then you don't get to eat that (laughs) because it's for a different table Yeah. yeah yeah they're like we make all types of fish and beautiful arrays here at this restaurant. Here's a hamburger. Yeah. I, go, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't follow. It's very confusing. Should we read? I oh, think we yeah. Yes. Before we do that, I want to ask Betsy, have you ever read fan fiction or written? Any no, in your I life haven't. And I, I haven't read. And this is the first fan fiction I've written. Uh, it was very fun. I haven't read any, though. This will be my first time ever. I have a feeling it gets pretty uh, horny, right? Like, that's a lot of fan fiction is just like, oh, and then, like, what if C-3PO fucking 69 R2-D2 and they both shot a bunch of fucking bolts or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Shot a bunch of bolts. Our experience with the first episode we did of this, we came into this, both Nicole and I thinking it is 100% only sexual. Mm -hmm. And then Madeline wrote this like beautiful piece about like life and the meaning of everything. And I was like, oh, Oh, man, it could also be good. (laughs) We learned that there is like sexy, horny fan fiction. There's fan fiction where you put yourself in the universe. (gasps) And then I think there's another one, but I don't remember. Yeah, there are other versions, but there's. I feel like there's also like the youthful version where like the of characters, course. but they're young. Oh, and then you can like cross universes. Okay, like put Star Trek and Star Wars together. 
have Captain Picard, you know, go down on Hans. Fuck yeah, man. I'd read that. That's like Roger Rabbit version where it's like characters (gasps) from like two Mm -hmm. different universes like hanging out. That would be such a cool movie to watch. Yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of like West Side Story where they like hate each other. But then, yeah, like Han Solo and the one dude you said fall in love. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We made it. We did it. Okay, let's let's read a little bit of fan fiction that was found on the internet. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, and just a heads up, this episode is not safe for work, even if you're working at home. This is not a listen to it on speaker while your child walks around type of episode. It's going to be very explicit, and we're going to say some offensive language, okay? So just strap in and get excited. This one is called If It Weren't for the Falcon by Ray Low Love, uh, 44. (laughs) Summary, Kylo Ren is left distraught over Ray leaving on the Falcon. Will he turn to the light just to get her back? Okay. Ooh, shit. (laughs) All night, Kylo Ren tossed and turned in his sleep. After hours of trying to get rest, he finally sat up in bed and placed his head in his hands. He replayed what happened the night before in his mind over and over again but still was puzzled. Ray had wanted to take his hand. She was gonna take his hand had it not been for the Millennium Falcon showing up. Ray would be at his side right now. He shook his head and tried to subdue the anger he felt for that ship. She was gonna join me. (laughs) I was so close to having her, he thought to himself. Brushing his hair out of his face, he swung his legs out of the bed, flinching slightly as his bare feet contacted the cold floor below. Kylo was about to stand up when he heard a soft sigh behind him. He froze, gripping the edge of the bed tightly. Turning slowly, he looked over his shoulder. His heart began to race as he saw Ray sleeping in his bed. Wow, he didn't fucking notice her in the bed? (laughs) She looked so peaceful. And Kylo tried to shake himself to see if he was seeing her only because he hadn't gotten any sleep. But he couldn't help but be comforted by her presence. He always was. Um. Ray was the only person in the whole galaxy who saw him for who he uh, for who he was. Without trying to wake her, Kylo reached out with the force to see into her mind. Oh. He hadn't tried this in a long. <laughs> this is so funny. Just wake her ass up. It's a good. It's a good trick <laughs> yeah. though to just use the force. Yeah, I guess. And then you're like, oh, I have all the answers. I never need to speak to anyone again. (laughs) He hadn't tried this in a long time because she was able to resist him, which always amazed him. Reaching into her mind, he closed his eyes to help himself focus only on her. A small smile started to pull at Kylo's lips as he saw himself inside Ray's thoughts. She was thinking of him. He was thrilled at this discovery and carefully pushed further into her thoughts, not wanting to wake her. Kylo saw himself wrapped up in her embrace and she was running her fingers through his hair. It was so tender, so sweet. (laughs) Kylo let his smile grow across his face and closed his eyes, letting Ray's thoughts flood through him. He always felt so calm, but with her, this was more than he can handle. For the first time in a long time, he was at peace. Kylo never wanted this feeling to end. Everything just felt right in that moment. Unfortunately, this feeling didn't last long. Kylo was pushed out of her mind and came face to face with Rey. They sat on his bed staring at each other, their faces just centimeters apart. No words were spoken. Rey stared at Kylo, not in fear or anger, but wonder. They had been this close before, but not like this. Kylo had to resist every urge to pull Rey close and kiss her with everything he has. His love for her was unlike anything he had felt for anyone, and he so desperately wanted to share it with her. And to find out that Rey also thought that about him, it was too much for him. Ooh, this is long. Okay. Uh, Rey continued gazing at Kylo and slowly reached uh, a hand towards his face. She let out a breath she didn't realize she was holding in as she watched him nuzzle his cheek into her hand. He closed his eyes and placed his large hand over hers, sighing out of context. Ray had never seen this man so peaceful before and realized why. The man sitting before her was Ben Solo. Her Ben that she had been trying to reach for so long. A smile spread across her face. Ben, she whispered. Her (laughs) smile mirrored his face. Ray leaned forward and pressed his lips against him, his softly for just a moment. She started to pull back slowly, uh, but was stopped when she felt his lips against hers. Singing into their kiss, Ray felt his hand cup her cheek, and she sighed into the kiss. 
They both pulled back and looked at each other. Ray smiled and watched as a big grin spread across Ben's face. But before they could lean in to kiss each other again, their connection abruptly ended when Ben was left alone on his bed. Ah. His hand slid down from where it was resting on Ray's cheek and it clenched into a fist. If only we had more time, he thought to himself. He would have to wait until the force connected them again in order to tell her how much she meant to him. In the meantime, he would have to keep running things for the First Order as to not arouse suspicion from General Pride, General Hux, or even the Emperor himself. Ben quickly dressed himself and walked out of his quarters, leaving his mask behind. He would no longer be needing it. That was cute. That was nice. It was so sweet. It was very sweet. Who... Okay, I did see the last movie that happened. Aren't they related or no? No. No. Okay. There's a okay, horny cool. element that exists between them. Mm-hmm. And yes. I can't fully explain. I mean, she, okay, here's, I guess this is a good test for us to try to explain that. And I don't know if I can, but she was like, she found out that she had Jedi powers, that she was a Jedi. Yes. But she didn't know. And, so that's the connection that they have is just that she's this other person who could be a force that could mm-hmm. take him down essentially or work with him. Okay. And was shocked by that. Is that true? Is that right? Does that feel good? Yeah, I think so. And for whatever reason, Ray was like drawn to Hans. So she, Hans is going to like take her or under to Kylo. his wing. Or you mean Luke? You mean no, Luke. I, Hans. Because Luke. remember when Kylo kills Hans, she's like, no, because oh. they had met before and Hans is like, I like you, kid, or whatever. Oh. So she was drawn to that family. Okay. For okay. some reason. I don't and it made you believe that maybe they were brother and sister, but then you find out later that her parents don't matter or something. Yeah. Okay. And they died, right? Like they she like watched. Yeah, them. right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well that you know, still confused. Okay. So that one was very sweet, but the thing is, I was wishing for more sex in it. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. You left us blue balled, man. Yeah, if you're going to go horny, go full horny. I know. Does anyone want to read theirs or should I read or how do you want to do it? Lauren, yeah, you read okay. yours. Yes. Ooh. Okay. This one is called A Cozy Bed to Rest. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay. We glide over a vast peach-colored land. As we reach the end of the beach, we see that it is not a beach at all. We were just super zoomed in on Kylo Ren's naked chest. <laughs> <laughs> Ray snuggles up in his deep, musky armpits. That was great. No, seriously, she murmurs into him. <laughs> yeah, it was, he replies out of breath. In fact, I think I could go for round one. What do you mean round one? We just had sex three times, Ray says. Well, I count in a really weird way. Some people even say it's evil. I start with four, then go to five and six, and then I go one, two, three, then seven, eight, nine. Does that make sense? Ray grumbles flirtily. That's actually super confusing, but whatever. Kylo's green lightsaber radiates beneath the dusty brown sheets and gets ready to rock and roll. Just then, BB-8 rolls in needily like a dog. (laughs) BB, fuck off, Kylo barks. Kylo, Ray shrieks. Jesus, be cool. Hey, BB-8, what do you need? She laughs. He just wants a snack, Kylo. (laughs) Well, give him one of those shitty quarter portions. Ray gently slides BB-8 a black cube of food. Gleeful, he zips out of the room. Ray sits up. Hey, look, man, I don't know if this is working. My dick, Kylo asks. Just give it a second. The droid kind of took the wind out of my sails. No, not your dick. I mean us. I'm actually really strong, really cool, and full-on Jedi. I deserve better than your rude-ass attitude. (laughs) Kylo turns. His face gets serious, but there is a light behind his eyes. He rolls over and grabs Rey. She disappears under his expansive chest. I love when you call out what an asshole I am. His nipples stiffen. They make passionate love, their screams growing louder and louder until they are suddenly interrupted by a knock at the door. Kylo pauses mid-thrust. Uh, come in? That's what she... (laughs) That's what she said, Ray giggle whispers. The door zhuzhes open and General Hux, played by Donald Gleason, strides in. (laughs) Mind if I jump in? 
Kylo and Ray turn and look at him. His face reddens. Oops, wrong room. He closes the door and breathes an exasperated sigh. That was hot, he thinks a second longer. I mean, awkward, he means hot. He walks one door down and knocks. Come in, a gleeful voice shouts from the other side of the door. General Hux opens to see a shirtless Luke Skywalker on all fours in front of one of those fucked up dinosaurs. He is slurping and sucking at the teeth, beckoning the general to join him. Jeez, you couldn't wait for me, General Hux exclaims as he takes off his weird long jacket and undershirt. Hey, sorry, I just got so excited. Luke garbles through a mouthful of greenish blue milkish sludge. General Hux gets on his knees and pathetically crawls over to the scene of the crime. Let me in there, he says familiarly. Luke wipes his mouth and puts his armor on Hux. I'm so glad we can do this together. And he means it. The two suck the life out of the beach dragon and put their arms around each other, satisfied with another job well done. Emergency! Two spastic C-3PO's bust in, shouting in sync with one another. One is a shimmering metallic green and one is a less exotic metallic blue, but both have the same callous, unblinking golden eyes. Yes, they're both named C-3PO, but they should really be named 2BFF because they are best friends. <laughs> Luke and General Hux are caught off guard. They scramble to put their shirts back on. Hux also grabs a random hat that I guess was in the room already and fastens it atop his lifeless red hair. Uh, wh- wh- what do you guys need? What's the emergency? Hux spits. Well, just tell us, Luke begs. The emergency is... The blue C-3PO looks around, his mouth lights up, and he winks meaninglessly at the redhead. It's not sexy enough in here. (laughs) As if on cue, the blue guy gets down on his knees and the green guy sits on a futuristic but from the past stool. The blue one starts blowing the metal mound of the green one performatively. Luke and Hux glance at each other and share a smile. Luke yells, Yo, BB-8! BB-8 desperately rushes in. He opines. Everyone laughs. Go knock on the next door over. BB-8 dutifully rushes out, and within seconds, Kylo Ren and Rey stumble into the room, messily grasping each other, clothes and hair askew. What's the emergency, Rey says in a panic. Watch and learn, Luke says with authority. He and Hux start to touch each other with deep passion as the C-3PO's keep robotically at it. Kylo and Rey catch on very quickly. They start to kiss and lose their balance, falling onto the busy metallic men. As a group, seeking greater comfort, Luke Skywalker, General Hux, though after this escapade he insisted everyone call him General Cux, Ray, <laughs> Kylo Ren, Green C-3PO, and the less exotic Blue C-3PO lay on the warm bed that is the dinosaur's enveloping, unbreathing body. They have sex for hours and hours and fall asleep. A long time after, Ray wakes up with a start. Is this dinosaur thing dead? Wait, was that what we slept on? No, guys, seriously, everyone wake up. This is kind of fucked up. Are these C-3PO's related? What's happening? All of the men continue to smile through this panicked monologue, drifting along in their dreams. No, wait, guys, seriously. Guys, wake up. I feel sick. BB-8 laughs, then in a sudden panic rolls out of the room. A cool 1970s wipe erases the scene. Three (laughs) wampas emerge from an icy cave. They growl and grab each other's asses. But that's a story for another day. The beginning. Beginning. Oh man. Also, Lauren, our stories are very similar. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Very, very similar. Oh my god. That was incredible, Lauren. It was thank so you. Thank good. you. That was, was very, really very good. fun. I saw everything. Kylo Ren counting out of order <laughs> really got me. That was so funny. Some say it's evil. <laughs> <laughs> I count evil. <laughs> Oh, my God. That was very fun to write. It's funny how it flows out of you, you know? Yeah. It really mm-hmm. is easy to disturbing. just be like, oh, shit, I could keep going. like, go- I yeah, know like, what's going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, I can't write anything I need to write. But when it comes to Star Wars <laughs> fan fiction, I'm like, uh-huh. I could go Exactly. <laughs> I have, like, all these ideas for scripts. And I'm like, this one just flew right out of me, and it's useless. <laughs> oh, it was so funny, though. Thank you. It was you. incredible. Betsy, do you want to read the next one from that we got online? Oh, sure. This one is called Star Wars The Deceived by Darth Visium. The wind rushed harshly as speeders and fairy large ships hovered 
through the brightly colored city of Coruscant, the emperor and his apprentice gazed amongst the crime-ridden streets and backed-up traffic lanes. They had done it. After years of exile, the Sith ruled the galaxy. Everything is as I've foreseen it, my friend. The Jedi are no more and the Sith are all powerful, he cackled lightly shortly after. Vader, still recovering from the duel on Mustafar, uh, months earlier complimented the achievements of his master. Everything you have foreseen is as you have willed it to be, my master. The Emperor shrugged off the compliment, knowing that Vader still contained hate for him, but would not unleash it. This is merely the beginning of our great reign. Soon all will bend to the will of the Empire. Shortly after, the holophone on the desk began beeping. Sidious pressed a button and a voice began to speak. Lord Sidious, you have a guest who is anxious to visit you. Sidious, baffled at the statement, agreed to the visit. Shortly after, the main doors opened and two stormtroopers escorted a tall specimen inside. Upon further viewing, Sidious spoke to himself. It can't be. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hello, Pappy. Misa, so happy to see you, Jar Jar shrieked with annoyance. The room had gone completely silent except for the troopers who could barely maintain their bearing. Vader, also surprised, was probably chuckling away under his mask as well. (laughs) Jar Jar, what do you think you're doing here, Sidious said sternly. Misa coming to congratulate the Nambombad Empire, he said with excitement. Palpatine was slightly amused by the fact that Jar Jar was still gullible as ever. But nonetheless, Mm -hmm. he revealed himself. Yes, the great empire that you helped create, manipulating you to give me emergency powers, was merely a simple task. After this statement was made by Sidious, the mood in the room changed, almost as if the dark side of the Force had engulfed the room completely. Ah, Misa, no use of manipulate me, Jar Jar said with sadness while looking down. But Misa has a question. Sidious, offering some mercy before deciding to execute Jar Jar, agreed to answer. And what might that be, my amphibious friend? Jar Jar then looked up at Palpatine, but something was different. His eyes were fixed and displayed anger and hatred. What are you doing in Misa's chair? (laughs) Then, with one swift move, Sidious was pulled out of his seat towards Binks. Jar Jar, without hesitation, stabbed the Sith Lord in the abdomen with a bright red saber and let him topple to the floor. The two troopers reacted quickly and fired their blasters at the Gungan. He deflected the bolts with ease and then used the force to push the troops against the wall into each other, causing them to go unconscious. Vader was lost. Everything happened so quickly and so many emotions flashed through his mind. He was angry and somewhat mournful, but relief conquered his feelings the most. Jar Jar, known as Darth Amphibia, (laughs) towered over Sidious's corpse and removed the black cloak from his person. Misa thinks you won't be needing this. He threw on the oversized robe (laughs) and walked towards the chair. He eyed Vader in the process, who still stood there frozen. Jar Jar, Vader said confused. I don't understand this. Misa, the new emperor now, and I am you, you's new master. Jar Jar stared out of the window with his hands behind his back. Vader moved behind him and reached for his saber. Bad move, Jar Jar stated as he lifted his hand and began to strip Lord Vader of oxygen. Misa think, uh, wait, Misa thinking you's uh, overreacting. Yuza have lots of anger. Very good, but Yuza still weak, Jar Jar says as he drops Vader. Palpy was merely a pawn in this in plan. Misa will teach you the ways of the true dark side of the Force with abilities (laughs) no some mere mortal can handle. Vader, still confused, kneeled before before the new Emperor. Yes, my master, he said with delay and confusion. Jar Jar turns his head slightly and with a crooked smile says, Good, Yuza has a lot to learn, little Annie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Jar Jar. I loved you having to read that. (laughs) That was so funny. Jar Jar Binks. That was amazing. I love that Jar Jar, you know, got his own in the end. He... He's now evil. He's the new Lord uh, because Jar Jar deserves that, you know, respect. Right. 
Very true. I want to know, Nicole, if Jar Jar plays a role in your fan fiction. But should I be surprised? Well, here's the thing. I wrote two fan fiction <gasps> stories. And <laughs> one has Jar Jar and one does not. <gasps> oh. Are you going to read them both or is, or is one just for your personal? <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to read them both. Oh, good. One is very short. Okay, we need to take a quick break. And we will be right back with Nicole's fan fiction. Oh. <laughs> Did you know nearly 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had about, I don't know, 10 subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was actually paying for 15 subscriptions each month. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it's never ending. So thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones that I forgot about. Cringe. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can see my spending habits, and plus it'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. Isn't that amazing? Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com newcomers. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So my first story is called A Tale of Three Fucks. My second story is called A Tale of One Fuck. Okay. (laughs) We open on Finn and Poe drinking a beer laughing. They're in a fun cantina of sorts that also features some burlesque dancers. Even though Poe and Finn are surrounded by women, they only have eyes for each other. Leaning in to loudly whisper things to one another. They have to loudly whisper because music is playing and stuff. Okay, as they whisper, a six-headed magenta woman with 18 titties comes over to their table and asks if they want a lap dance. Both boys politely decline. Wipe two. I'm using Star Wars-isms. Okay, we wipe two. Love it. (laughs) Kylo Ren in his weird dark bedroom with no bed, but like lots of weird lights and maybe some gym equipment in the background. It's a bedroom fit for an aspiring evil man. Kylo is shirtless and wearing some cute patent leather pants as an homage to his hero, old Darthy. (laughs) Kylo looks at the old melted helmet and says out loud, Daddy Darth, do you like my patent leather pants? I wore them for you. (laughs) The melted helmet makes a sound like, it doesn't talk back because Darth is dead and shit. (laughs) Kylo says, ugh, Daddy Darth, I'm just so horny. (laughs) Again, the helmet makes a weird noise. So Kylo squats hard and closes his eyes and scrunches up his face, and now he's making a weird noise. We see Rey walking around in the dark, muttering to herself. She's like, what the fuck is the force, and why won't Luke stop drinking that nasty green milk from the teat of that thing? In the background, Luke is sucking the last drop of that green milk, and he's begging for more. Rey stops in her tracks because she hears a faint sound of And she says out loud, Kylo? Kylo's back in his bedroom, happy that the use of the force to get some pussy worked. He's all like, yeah, Ray, it's me, Kylo. Ray's like, yeah, dude, uh, I know it's you. I hear your voice. Kylo is like, okay, I'm going to like send you my hand. Can you see my hand? So Kylo has extended his hand to her via the force, and it appears on the planet that she's on. Ray gasps and runs behind a tree to hide behind Luke, or to hide from Luke, who's guzzling green milk. <laughs> Ray whispers, I can see your hand. Kylo deeply inhales, and his torso grows even wider than the wide width it already is. 
Wipe 2, mm-hmm. Poe and Finn, who are enjoying gazing into each other's eyes more than the dancers around, and Poe says to Finn, want to get out of here? Finn nods emphatically. They rush out of the cantina and race around the corner. Poe brushes Finn, uh, Finn's hand and Finn giggles and pushes an, iman- an imaginary strand of hair behind his ear. <laughs> Poe stops in his tracks and spins around and kisses Finn. Finn giggles again and then they make out to full deep kisses. Wipe back to Kylo, is he's very swollen. He's swollen into, wait, he's swollen very <laughs> wide. Okay, he looks like Kanye West in that video. You remember where he wore that big shirt? If you don't remember that, Kylo looks like a piece of paper with a head and legs attached. <laughs> Kylo is Kylo is trying to get Ray's shirt off with his hand through the force, but he's having trouble because she's got like crisscross fabrics in the front. So finally, Ray just pulls it off and is saying they're full tittied out, and Luke is still sucking down that green milk. Kylo bellows. Are you ready for the Darth Dick? Ray says, is foreplay done? Kylo says, yeah, apparently we're in the past, so I don't care about you. Ray says, okay, fine. And then through the forest, his big wide dick uh, slides right through and into Ray. And she withers around like Jesse Spano in Showgirls. At the same time, Poe looks into Finn's eyes and says, are you ready for some yummy yum dick? Finn giggles, "Uh uh-huh. Poe spins Finn around seven times, and by the seventh time, Finn's pants are gone. Uh, Not off, they're just not there. And he giggles and says, wow, you pilot those right off of me. Poe says, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And then they fuck up against the wall, and it's hot, and they both come quick, but it's okay because they're so horny for each other. So back to Kylo and Ren, they finish. Kylo says, did you come? Ray says, yeah. It was great. <laughs> Kylo's like, oh my God, you didn't come. And Ray's like, I mean, you're like evil and stuff. And like, I did come, but then I was just like, you're evil. I don't know about this. I shouldn't have done this. Kylo's like, wow, fuck this. And he shuts off the force connection. Ray is unbothered and walks home. Kylo leaves his bedroom and General Hux is standing right outside the door. And Kylo pulls him in and then they fuck. Luke is still chugging green milk. <laughs> So that's that's the end of that one. I love that. We had had so much crossover. It's amazing. So much. It's kind of wild. Here's the second one. Okay. I, Nicole Byer, am lying in my bed. I hear a rustle in my room. I open my eyes and Jar Jar Binks is there. Before anyone says anything, his huge orangey red dick is deep inside one of my holes. Which one? Reader's choice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I truly cannot believe how much crossover we had in our Oh, stories. that was the end of that one? That was the end. Oh, yeah, that was. <laughs> uh-huh. That was perfect. That was beautiful. You should do a, a sexual choose your own adventure with you and Jar Jar Binks. Yes. <laughs> That's really good. Maybe I will. And I'll put it on OnlyFans page. I'll yep. do it. Make and then you can post money. your stripping videos, uh, your strip dances with uh, all Star Wars underwear and stuff on, like <gasps> we were discussing last time. It'd be a very niche OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I feel I like it would strip be strip dancing. I mean, pole dancing. Why did I say strip dancing? Strip dance, pole dance. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever called it that. You and your strip dancing. <laughs> you keep going to them strip dancing club. Dancing. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Mine is entitled Encino Wookie. <laughs> okay. After all the stuff that happened in Star Wars, Chewbacca, or Chewie as he liked to be called, decided to go on an awesome ski vacation on that one snowy planet. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> That's right. They have a really rad they have really rad mountains on it, and it's the planet where Han Solo slept in an animal. <laughs> we know that one. So Chewie is having a damn blast. He's getting fresh tracks every day, eating and drinking the best shit, and of course scoring with all the hottest babes. He had a threesome in a hot tub with whatever a Jar Jar Binks is and a droid who's only programmed to suck dick. (laughs) Well, after the threesome, the snow began to fall as Chewie made his way back to his hotel. Suddenly, the wind picked up. The snow is blowing. Chewie has no idea where he is. He's trudging through knee-high snow, and that's really fucking high because Chewie is tall as shit. He cries out in one of his roars, 
Then suddenly, an avalanche happens. And this avalanche is bad. It shakes the whole damn planet and Chewie gets trapped in a big ice block which breaks off and goes shooting off into space. Suddenly, Chewie sees light. The first time in what feels like a lifetime. He feels cold. What the fuck? He he barks. Oh yeah, what the fuck he barks. <laughs> just then, uh, just then a huge crack sound and he goes crashing to the floor. He struggles to stand up and get his bearings straight. Finally, he's looking around. He's in a place that reminds him of a garage where you store a spaceship, but he only sees a spaceship with wheels on it and the letters V-O-L-V-O-R, he says out loud. Hey, someone shouts. Chewie whirls around and knocks over what looks like space boxes. He stops and looks to see an adolescent human looking at him. This teenager looked like a wiener. Like a loser. Like no one likes him, Chewie thought. My name is Dave. You're in Southern California. Encino, to be exact. The year is 1992. I'm a senior in high school, and I'm not very popular. So I started to dig a pool in my backyard with the hopes of becoming super popular and dating the one girl I'm into. And while I was digging into my pool, I found you frozen in a lump of ice. And then I thawed you out, and you're my new ticket to popularity. Come on, we're late for school. Before Chewie could growl a response, he was, um... In that spaceship with wheels and pulling into Encino High. You're going to help me become the coolest kid in the entire world. You see, everyone hates me because I stink like shit. And I like to call in bomb threats to the school. (laughs) (laughs) Chewie didn't understand. He just got a vibe that this kid sucked. They make their way into the high school and everyone is already loving Chewie. He's made friends with every type of kid. The nerds playing magic, the people singing choir, the art weirdos, the drama kids, the jocks, and of course, the babes. He looks like a tall fur coat, and that turns me on, says one babe. Totally sexy. I bet he would rip me apart going down on me. But why is he hanging out with that dork, says another babe. Who cares? Let's just give him a hand job. And if his dick fits his size, we're going to need all four of our hands. <laughs> um, uh, I don't get it, David cried in the lunchroom as Chewie and the rest of the school looked on. You've already been cast as the lead in Greece. You're the QB for the football team, and football isn't even happening right now. You got nominated for prom king, and you hooked up with all the babes, and we've only been in school for like three hours. Why don't people like me as much? Is it because when I laugh too hard, I puke and shit my pants at the same time? Or is it because I push old people downstairs for fun? What is it? David started freaking out. All the students were scared of him because they all remember in fifth grade when he freaked out and bit the ear off the principal. So they start to back away. Just as Chewie steps forward, everyone has stopped what they're doing and watched the gentle giant they all love approach the stupid idiot they all hate. says Chewie in a calming tone. Then he slowly embraces David. David is crying like a little baby and Chewie continues to hold him in his arms. All of us, all the students are watching in awe. Then, crack! Chewie snaps David's back and raises his limp dead body above his head and gives a classic Chewbacca roar. The students go nuts. The teachers pop champagne. David's parents, who are there for some reason, uh, set off fireworks and celebrate. Chewie, Chewie, Chewie! They all chant as Chewbacca throws David's body out the window. Chewy, 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 and there stands Chewy, surrounded by all the babes and students and adults. He has found a new home, a new life in a new galaxy far, far away. The end. Oh, I loved it. That was a movie. That was beautiful. That was. Thank you brilliant. so much. Wait, is thank you, David from uh, Encino Man? Is that Polly Shore's character or the other one? The other, Sean uh, Acid. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot that's who that was in that movie. Yeah. Well, that was amazing. I loved that. It was very funny. 
What I love about <laughs> one thing I really love about all of our stories is that we just would go like, and then he's there for some reason, or like <laughs> we just like, <laughs> oh yeah, don't like, even I don't bother. Like, <laughs> I don't know why he's there. Whatever, he's there. Don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> they're there. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. It was fun though. I was like. It got to the point where I was just like, oh, fuck, I could write like a 10 page story (laughs) of just hitting all of the beats of like Encino Man, but with Chewbacca. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a testament to uh, the franchise that those characters are Mm -hmm. very easy to just like work with and pluck into another situation. And it's fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we're coming to the close of our show today. (laughs) Hmm. Betsy, is there anything you would like to plug while you're here? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm on a cartoon on Fox called Duncanville. It starts up again this Sunday. Or I don't know when this will air, but it's on Sundays after The Simpsons. Uh, oh, so, so check it out. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's a dream come true. I can't even believe You're it. You're great on it. Your character looks like you, which yes, is like I know. so cute. Looks exactly like when I went to the first table read, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I, I was like wearing a two-tone hoodie and everything. I was like, whoa. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> That is yeah, so cool. it's really insane. It's so fun. I feel like being on a show with like Simpsons right before it is a dream come true, and then mm-hmm. your character looks like you. So it's like everyone who knows you know that's knows that's mm-hmm. you. Like yeah, in, a, in animation, like someone could easily go, oh, "I didn't know if she did that. I didn't, didn't realize that was her." And then it's like, no, that's Betsy. Yeah, there's no like, question. Even about your it. hair, it's it, yes. it's truly perfect. Yeah, it's like spot. It really, it's such a dream come true. Because like growing up, I was. The Simpsons is my favorite show and just yeah. I could have never imagined getting to be on the night as The Simpsons and then exactly like, whoa, a cartoon of me pretty much. Yeah. It's That's so, so nuts. Neat. Yeah. And the it's cast really is so exciting. amazing on that show. It's like so many awesome Unbelievable. People. Amy Poehler, Ty Burrell, Rashida Jones. Ooh, uh, it, yeah. it's, it's surreal. It's so crazy. Well, everyone should watch that. And you have um, you have your podcast. You can I have talk some about podcasts that. on one is on HeadGum called uh, Funny Feeling, where me and Marcy Jaro, we talk to friends about scary paranormal experiences they've had. And we read and listen to a lot of uh, listeners stories. And it's really fun. And then Mono Agapian and I, we have a Patreon called We Love Trash where we just <laughs> talk about all the trash we love and just do kind of whatever we want. The last so movie you did is one of my favorite movies, Acrimony. Acrimony. Acrimony is maybe the funniest movie I've ever seen. Okay, I need to watch that. Lauren, Lauren oh my God, you guys should do a watch. Incredible. It's so Oh, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, do a, it's, and, and don't watch it before, like, I want to hear you being blown away. <laughs> okay, I'm like, do that. there so are funny. so many moments. Oh, it's so it's I'll incredible. give you one spoiler. Someone driving a jeep knocks over a whole trailer while the person's in the trailer, and nobody uh-huh. has any real reactions. It's just like a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. not even me giving away the wildest stuff that happens in the movie. That's perfect. Not at all. That that not it is so great. They shot it in like eight days. You could tell. <laughs> it's awesome. It's that's so hilarious. Good. Lauren, what would you like to promote? Um, I would like to promote my Patreon, patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkus. <clears throat> and I've been uploading a lot since we've been um on our quarantine time. So there's a lot of stuff going on up there improv and I'm doing a lot of watch alongs with my husband Mike where we put on random movies and stuff and you can sync us up with the movie. We did some for Star Wars, so if you're curious about that, you can check that out. And I'm recurring on Good Girls, which is airing on Sundays on NBC. Whee! And um that's that was a very fun job, so I'm really excited about it. And I have a movie coming out on Netflix May 13th called The Wrong Missy, and I'm very yeah! excited about that. I can't wait to see that. Oh my God. I can't wait. It's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What about you, Nicole? What do you want to plug? Oh boy. Well, I have so many podcasts cause I can't leave home. There's mm-hmm. why won't you date me? Uh, best friends with Sashir Zameda. There's 90 day Bay, which is on Patreon with Marcy Jara, where we watch 90 day fiance and talk about those insane people. <laughs> Drag her with Mono Agapian, where we, uh, just talk about RuPaul's drag race. Also, 
Nailed It season four is currently streaming on Netflix. It's so good. I was watching it. It's so good. I was watching it last night. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny. Thank you. That dude, Larry. I love that dude, Larry. uh, I don't know if you remember, but. uh. I will remember Larry for forever. Um, They cut out. I like I don't watch myself often, but I was like, I got to watch that episode because I loved Larry. And they cut out Ugh. how long I went on about his sloth cake because it was the funniest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. Oh, that guy. Yes. And he had such oh a my round God. face and a big smile. And then his cake, I couldn't stop laughing. It- <laughs> I love Larry. Unbelievable. So funny. Uh, oh, wait. Let's. I'm going to read a five-star review. So mm-hmm. if you leave five us a five-star review, we'll read it. Oh, yeah. Five-star war segment. Okay. So this says, The Perfect Companion Podcast by uh, Megan Megan Burke. With schools closed, I've been upset. I've been watching the whole... Oh, my God. I can't read anymore. With schools closed, <laughs> we've been watching the whole canon with our five-year-old daughter who's obsessed. Even though she may need years of therapy after she overheard Nicole say Kylo should have sent his dick through the force, I'm still giving it five stars. Oh, my God. Yeah, no one who's a child should be listening to this. Um, That's hilarious. Uh, Yeah, so if you guys are fans of the show, you want to leave us a five-star review, you could uh, leave a comment that pitches some Star Wars fanfic pairing you would like to see or tell us how Star Wars has affected your life. You can write anything in there. And we'll read it out loud. So um, please do that. And thank you to Megan Burke, who left that one for us. And thank you to Betsy Sidaro for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It was such a blast. You're the best. Thank you so much. I miss you guys. I miss you guys. Miss I miss me. seeing people in person. Me I know, too. actually, last night I was like thinking about doing this podcast and I was imagining going to HeadGum and then I was like, oh no, I don't go outside. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't leave. <laughs> we never we leave. We stay here. We stay in here now. We're here till till March 15th. Or no, no, March is done till May 15th. <laughs> I think Hopefully. it's going to be longer, but that's just my prediction too. for everyone out there. I I think so, too. Especially, I mean, we don't have to get into our <laughs> podcast, but with states just doing whatever the fuck they want, mm-hmm. it's it's so confusing. Whatever. We don't have to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. We don't talk. We'll just let it go. We'll let it go. Okay. Well, thanks, Betsy. You're the best. And we'll Thank see you, you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.